This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today, for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva, Wisconsin number is 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Or feel free to reach out to us on our website, www.kramerinvestmentservices.com, spelled K-R-A. MER. And while on our site, you can view the past couple of podcast shows by clicking on both the media library and radio tabs. And for callers who are subscribers to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can view all of our past shows. So reach out to us if you have any questions, if you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting or a Zoom meeting, we're here to help. So our topic today is going to be on the yield curve. What is a yield curve and why are investors worried? Uh, we're, we're seeing some inversions now with the U.S. Treasury interest rates. The long-term rates are, are uh, almost at the same level as short-term rates, which is a precursor to most of the recessions we've had in the past, which is very alarming to both investors, uh, major corporations, as well as banks with their lending. But before we get into this topic, I want to uh, introduce to you my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, Jim. But, uh, you know, when you said you wanted to talk about uh, yield curves on the show today, I, I, it kind of took me back to driver's ed. I thought, what are we going to learn about yielding and curves? I, th- I thought immediately of driver's ed. I don't know right. why. But uh, but uh, I take it that's we're not talking about Driving. traffic. We're talking about uh, yield curves and explain just uh, for our listeners out there, uh, what, what is your definition of a yield curve? Well, it's based on the interest rates we're seeing from the uh, U.S. Treasury, which is sort of a precursor to what uh, what overall interest rates are in this country. Uh, the sure. federal funds, the federal funds rate is determined by the the Federal Reserve, which to some degree has control over interest rates, while consumers have a tremendous ability to affect interest rates with both short-term interest rates like the three-month Treasury bill that we see out there, which anybody can view online. There's the two-year, the five-year, the 10-year Treasury bond, as well as the 30-year. And when we get into trouble, when we look at what we call the yield curve, we're really relative to interest rates. When those longer term rates are the same or lower than short term interest rates, something is is fundamentally wrong with what's happening within the economy. And that can that can affect lending. It can affect uh, the profitability of financial institutions that loan out money. Uh, It could actually slow down the economy. 
as it worries investors. So we're going to talk about this, and I'm going to talk about some positive aspects to what we can look at here as well. But also, this could be used as a good financial planning opportunity for people to make sure their investments are in the right places. Well, sure. And I think that's important, obviously. And uh, this is something people need to understand and how it affects them and how it can negatively affect them and what they can do about that. And I know that's what you're going to uh, attack today in our show for our listeners out there, some helpful information. So where do you want to start? Well, let's just go back in it because I talked a little about the interest rates. So I'm going to sure. talk more about that and then, you know, what's happened to allow what we call this yield curve inversion to happen. Oh, and then yeah. what we can do about it. So at its most basic yeah. level, Tony, the yield curve is a way to visualize relationships between yields across different maturities of U.S. government bonds from the three month mm -hmm. bill all the way to the 30 year bond. And the focus is on usually between the two year and the 10 year. Investors usually look at that. That two year rate uh, back on April 1st rose to 2.44% on the two year, which is much higher than it was over the last uh, several years. Well, the at that same point in time, the 10 year rate dipped to 2.39%. So it was more profitable to own a shorter term investment than a longer term investment. And that throws off completely the cycles of investing. People wanna be uh, incentivized to buy longer term investments. And when the shorter term is better paying than the long term, well, there's going to be a whole number of things that happen throughout the economy can reverberate from that. And now today, I was just looking, the five-year rate is now higher than the 10-year and the 30-year rate. So we're seeing inversions across the board. And when we see these inversions, Tony, the majority of the time, although not always, it results within 18 months of a recession. And we've seen that in the year 2000. Just within 18 months prior to that, we saw an inversion of the two and the 10-year. Uh, in 2006, we saw the same thing with the three-month, the two-year, the two-year, the 10. I mean, across a number of spectrums, we were definitely seeing it in 2006. And then in the fall of 2007, we started that great recession where we saw the housing market collapse. And then in 2019, we saw an inversion and we ended up with a pandemic that drove us into a recession. So some of this may be just by circumstance. Sometimes there's more fundamental reasons that go on with it as well, though. And we could see that around the, the time of the, of the turn of the century. We are seeing some abnormalities. And then certainly we saw a significant abnormality with the mortgage crisis. But the pandemic, that came out of the blue and really hit us. So to some degree, we can use this as a, a benchmark to say, you know what, uh, there's a stronger probability of a recession. Sometimes we can look back on saying, you know, interesting. this is this could be just uh, circumstantial. Sure. And I've heard that before, that an inverted yield curve uh, is a sign of a coming uh, recession. And, you know, they talk about that. Um, but, you know, bonds in general have been doing so poorly uh, anyway. Right. I mean, that's right. Uh, and so, and that's, that's been a problem for a lot of people because they, you know, they think that's a little safer than there's a little less risk in bonds than there is in just, uh, some of the stocks out there. So they, they buy bonds and, and kind of the, you know, the old standard used to be to have a balance, right. Of 
stocks and bonds or a certain percentage of bonds in your portfolio. Uh, but that really hasn't helped anybody. That's definitely not keeping up with inflation. And um, the signs of an inverted yield curve uh, don't necessarily bode well, do they? No, but you made a very good point here about stocks. One of the major reasons we just came off of an historic uh, stock market decade was because yeah. of low interest rates. If interest sure. rates were higher, investors have more choice. Uh, today, investors still, even with rising inflation, have very little places that they can go. Although you and me, we've done podcasts before on alternate alternative investments that people can place their money in. Uh, especially in times of a, a very poor bond market. And stocks, there's so many people that have, have put too much of their money into the stock market that shouldn't considering their circumstances. So now if we go into a recession, this is where this becomes dicey, even though interest rates are ridiculously low. And that's one of the reasons why stocks have been propped up for so long, is that if lenders, as a result, stop lending out quite as much, this could be a big problem. So with banks, with many of these financial institutions, they make profit on the difference between the short-term and the long-term rates. You know, for short-term investors, they're able to give out a lower rate and give those longer-term investors and borrowers a higher rate. And they're gonna make money to a degree on the difference between the two. But when those shorter-term rates are at the same level or higher than those longer term rates, banks can't make money. And when banks don't make money, although many of us would say, well, that's too bad for them. Well, that could also mean too bad for us because less lending out there can have a significant effect on corporations. Many industries are, are debt dependent on how they operate their businesses. Very few businesses are pure cash rich. So yeah, they need lending, true. people need lending. And so when we see these issues go on, um, that can tend to tighten up a already tight labor market. And at the same time, you have a Federal Reserve that's being very activist right now. They want to fight and tame inflation. So they want to raise interest rates to combat that. These two forces, and there's a couple of other forces here, could potentially create a recession. So we're seeing now a lot of economists thinking that there's a higher percentage chance of a recession than we saw, say, 12 months ago. Although mm -hmm. consensus-wise, they're coming into around 25% level of a chance of a recession within the next year. But that's much higher than what they said a year ago at this point in time. Yeah, it sure is. And, you know, the inflation, it keeps going up. And I know that the Fed says they're raising interest rates, and they have, and they say they're going to uh, raise them some more uh, throughout the year. So, We'll see what effect that has on all of this, right? They're trying to do that in order to uh, stop the inverted uh, yield curve, right? Well, right. But I also think that they're really laser focused on inflation. Inflation, Tony, is the real problem right now, is yeah. that we're seeing close to 8% according to Ugh. the consumer price yeah. index. And that's out of sight compared to what we've seen over the last, uh, say, you know, 40, 40 years. Um so I can understand in one sense why they want to do it. The other sense is we have a recovering economy from a horrible pandemic and we have a supply chain problem. So, you know, in most inflationary times, uh, raising interest rates makes sense. They did that throughout the 70s to combat inflation. Mm. But but in this situation, this is different. We have a we have a bottleneck problem with supplies. And a lot of these businesses are heavily dependent on debt. 
And if we go into an inverted yield curve, they may not be able to get the, the, uh, the required debt funding that these businesses need. Mm. And um, if that happens, we could be headed back into a recession. And these people are going to need it. Higher interest rates don't bode well for a recovering employer to begin with, uh, especially when we have higher wages, which are in part causing these higher um, inflation rates that we have across the board. So, um, you know, there's some negative things, obviously, we're bringing up here, but there are also some positive things that we can look to and say, oh, you know, good. this is, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, not this, all doom and gloom. It's not all mean? doom and gloom. Yeah, Come it's on. not all hide your money. This is, this is the most abnormal economy I've seen uh, in my lifetime. Yeah. And in which we have a, a, actually an economy that's heated up right now. Yeah, the economy's been doing well. You have an unemployment rate, Tony, that's back to where it was before the pandemic. Wow. You absolutely have seen this, 3.6% with rising wages. Um, problem is wages are not rising as fast as inflation. And so we're hoping, and many people are assuming inflation is going to start to slow down at some point in time. I think at least within the next year, we should see it up where it is, if not maybe a little bit higher before it starts to come on down. But most economists feel it's going to drop down and eventually settle for the next prior years into the 4% range before even dropping further. But I think this is a new uh, economy that we're in. Rising wages, employees are demanding better working environments. Many of them want to work from home. Uh, We're going to be seeing, uh, as a result, wage pressures force higher consumer prices. So what we used to see at the one to two percent per year range, you know, we're going to have to get used to three to five percent per year. Uh, but right now, we're going to at least see twice that amount uh, wow. from the economy. And, well, and people and are still spending. Go on. Yeah, Go on. people are still spending, but the like you said, the problem is is what to do with your money uh, because there's also market volatility, so you don't want to put it all in high risk yet. Uh, some of the uh, the uh, lower risk options uh, aren't keeping up with inflation, right? I mean, you can't put it in a coffee can in your cupboard because you you oh, got, especially in inflation, you're gonna it, lose out. Yeah, exactly. There's some people that feel that need or that security blanket of you know putting your money into to cash or um, you know just taking it and hiding it under a mattress. There, but there are other places where you can go besides stocks. And this is not, Tony, a call to get out of the stock market because corporate profits, the other silver lining, all this corporate profits right now are at a, a tremendous, this is a tremendous period of time. Uh, companies are making profit and that's a good sign in and of itself. So while we have some negative things going on, you know, there's some positives that we look at. It's low unemployment. We have corporate profits that are up. Uh, many people retired off from the economy, and uh, so far they don't look like they want to go back to work. So we have a much lower labor yeah. participation rate. Yeah, you know, we, um, that's a we real see, problem. We see, too. we see a lot of retirees spending money right now to make up for the down, uh, the drop in consumer spending we're now seeing from some of the younger people that were spending money over the pandemic. Uh, they've their spending has dropped, but we see a pickup from people sixty five years or older. So. Um, I, right now, if we look at it a snapshot in time, the, the economy is very, what we call robust, but there's a lot of abnormalities that are going on here. And so as we talk about this inverted yield curve, what this really should be as a reminder to all listeners here is 
if you do not handle money yourself, if you're not somebody who gets involved in the day-to-day of how to invest your money, you really do want to work with a good financial advisory, financial planning firm, uh, because this is a perfect time to do this. Stocks have been up for a long period of time, and we're really only down if you're just into the stock market uh, is pretty much where your investments lie. You're only down about 6 or 7% this year, which is not that much at all. It's a perfect time to maybe perhaps reallocate and stop leaning on the stock market to drive your returns because the past is just that. It's the past. The last 10 years have been historic, Tony. And we cannot assume, especially with a higher inflation rate, that that's yeah. going to be continuous. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, you're right. And I, I just think that, that you need to, all of this really points to one fact, and that's you need to be working with a financial services professional who can actively uh, help make sure your your money is actively managed and it's properly allocated uh, to withstand inflation. And you want, especially your retirement funds, you have to have a plan in place and it has to account for inflation and market volatility. That's right. And if here's the other thing. 1970s, we saw extremely high inflation, a very high interest rates. The stock market did awful in that decade. And our interest rates right now, if we're following the trend recently of the treasury rates, especially the short term going up as much as it has, with uh, high inflation and with rising interest that we are seeing, but particularly amongst the short-term rates, that does not bode well long-term for stocks if that's a continuum. Mm-hmm. So while it's looking great now, you know, you got to look to the future and be proactive. Don't react. You know, part of my firm is we try to be people in the right investments, not just for how things are going now, but we're thinking out a year, five years out from now, 10 years out from now. And this is the perfect time to sit down with your financial representative and have that discussion. Yeah. Yep. Now is the time. Well, uh, why don't you let our listeners know before we have to go how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Okay. So for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815 815- Three three one eight zero nine six. I mean, reach out to us if you just have questions. If you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting or a Zoom call, we are here to help. All right, that sounds good. And you know what, Jim? Great show today. We're out of time. That does it for our, today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.